welcome to another episode of Friends and Foes to Football Show. John Dammon here, joined as always by my friends Michael Foose and Chris Cortez. Foose, read what you were just reading right <laughs> yeah, now. So right now it's June 16th. There's not a whole lot going on in the NFL. There's a few things, and so we're just kind of trying to see what we can talk about. And um, one of the headlines was talking about Derek Carr and how he said at a press conference that he'd probably quit if he didn't play for the Raiders. When I tell you, I hear a lot of stupid things. I used to work at a call center, so I hear stupid things like all the time. But listen, Derek, you don't know me. I don't know you. We don't know each other's lives. But here's what I'll say. There is not a better job in the history of all sports than backup quarterback. <laughs> so if you get traded somewhere else and you can sit there and, oh, I'm going to continue to make money and, you know, prepare for a potential Sunday. And then guess what? I'm going to keep playing through practice squad. How much do I get per year? Make that money. What are you? What are you talking about? We quit the Raiders. The prestigious like win history you've had with the Raiders. Get out of here. Get out of here. If you if you get traded, you you immediately you'd be like, you know what? I plan to come in here and compete unless they tell you, well, you're gonna go back up somebody else who's clearly a first round pick. Then you're like, I'm gonna come here and compete. You know, I'm gonna try to be a good presence in the locker room. That's what's gonna happen. Mark it down. Or I will eat crow. I'm cool with it either way. <laughs> Quitting after not going to play with the Raiders. Ridiculous. I, I think Marcus Mariota would be cool with him quitting. I mean, I think that's just my my take. But yeah, I mean, Chad Henney is Super Bowl champion. Blaine Gabbert, Super Bowl champion. Chad Henney's in like his mid-30s, I think, at this point. Has carved out a nice career being the backup. Hanging out with Patrick Mahomes. Holding the clipboard. Wearing the ring. It's not a bad life, John. I agree. I don't know. I, I still feel like Derek Carr could start somewhere, but it's just uh, what is right. it? With no, the, I, I understand it, but I just don't see how anybody who's who's making that move. Why is Vegas making that yeah. move? What is it with the Raiders if, though? If it's just like this is the best thing ever. Um, I don't know. Maybe he had some inside scan as long as he's a quarterback for the Raiders. He's got uh, some skin in the game for one of those casinos. It, Who knows? You know, you would think that he would be a local businesses. Bit. Just can sponsor by a local business. You, so I mean, doesn't have sales tax Marriott. or uh, income tax. Yeah. In, but in you would think he would be a little bit more disgruntled. Of Gruden gets there, Amari Cooper, you're gone. Khalil Mack, you're gone. And you know they've kind of been what were they probably like eight and eight last year? I'm gonna say kind of middle of the pack and all that. So, I mean, I don't know what he's holding on to. I, I'm just not sure what he's holding on to at this point. I would love to see in a few weeks the headline, Derek Carr and a few first-round picks traded to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. And it's just Derek Carr showing up in Green Bay and just announcing his retirement. And Maybe he doesn't like the cold. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe he just doesn't like cold weather. There's Fresno it's, State. It's a specific location. <laughs> I can... Well, we definitely bury the lead here because there has been much bigger news in the NFL since we've been on too much. been on the air recorded episodes. Julio Jones will forever remember the Titans because he's lacing up the cleats in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, Titans, man. If Julio, 
AJ Brown, Derrick Henry can all stay healthy. Like who can stop that offense? I mean, those are three just physical freaks. And Tannehill have, would have one of the easiest jobs in the NFL. Just turn around, hand off the ball, or just chuck it up to Jones or Brown. Um, I mean, they've been a contender for a couple of years, and uh, they could give the Chiefs a good run if Julio stays healthy. That's just a big if, I, though. I, I agree, Foose. They, I think they can give the Chiefs a run. If you're Ryan Tannehill, I agree. you got to love it. I know... Um, this term, when we use it about quarterbacks, is typically a put-down. Um, the term game manager, but literally, you could just look at Ryan Tannehill and say, okay, just don't try not to make any terrible decisions with the ball. Like, we're going to run the ball this many times a game. Your wide receivers will do the rest. Just try not to make a mistake. Cars on autopilot. Cars on cruise control. Okay, like, you, you've got this. So I, I, I'm excited to see that offense. Um, but yeah, you're right, Foose. I mean, Julio's missed some games over the years, so you just wonder. I mean, if he's prime Julio, then yeah, I think they're going to give Kansas City a run for their money. I'm just glad he's not in the NFC. I'll, I'll, I'll say yeah. that. I Like, anytime you see one of these big names going anywhere, just go, go on the other yeah. side the fence i don't want you over here now i could also see a scenario where get somebody up at their age we've talked about it before i mean derrick henry shows no signs of slowing down but you take that many carries over time eventually there's going to be a magical number threshold statistically where your body starts breaking down however physical beasts exist adrian peterson is martin like, so yeah. as long I think you hit it right there, nail on the head, as long as you're healthy and as long as you get competent quarterback play. So like Tannehill seems to have revitalized his career here, found a place that is going to be able to get the most out yeah. of him. Yeah. Uh, I think about when Dallas made the trade for Amari um, to really kind of give that. Let's be real at the time. At the time, Dak was a bus driver. Mm-hmm. By the way, bus driver, game manager, arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time, Tom Brady. It's a bus driver, game manager. That doesn't mean he doesn't have a great arm. It's an acumen, but he manages yeah. the game. That's where he is the best, which is what you need on the field. Gunslingers are fun. Gunslingers don't often win that many Super Bowls. Reality. Yeah. Think of it for you know Brett Favre and Rodgers, probably the the two biggest gunslingers I can think of. I just had Reno Bay. Yeah. Tony. So, yeah. Oh, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll bring it back full circle. I mean, we talked about Derek Carr at the start. I mean, the NFL is a crazy place. Ryan Tannehill came into and Derek Carr's backup was Ryan Tannehill's the starter in front of him when he showed up in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so, the NFL can, can change really quickly. Um, trades like this, too, can really just have a, uh, a big shift, especially when you're talking to someone like Julio Jones and switching divisions, too. Uh, it's not like the Falcons were going to make a push for the Super Bowl, but, I mean, they had a really good offense on paper. Um, and they still have a decent one. Yeah. Um, but losing Julio is like, I mean, he's still one of the top receivers in the game. I think that's the one sad thing for me. I was excited to see that Atlanta offense. 
of let's just have a year where you just look at Matt Ryan and you say, okay, you've got Ridley, you've got Jones, you've got Kyle Pitts. Go have fun. Like, let's see how many points we can put up, right? Um, I was excited to see that on one hand. Um, I think on the other hand, thinking about the injury stuff, I, I really think if you're Tennessee, that's why you make the trade for Jones. Because you look at your roster and you say, okay, we have prime Derrick Henry, and we don't know how long that prime is. Yep. You know, maybe he's this way for the next five to six years, but maybe maybe we've only got him like this for a year or two before he starts breaking down. And so you just assume your windows now and you go for it. Um, so I, I like the move in. I, I like them being aggressive in that way. Uh, but Fushi brought up Atlanta. And yeah, I was kind of excited to see them look at Matt Ryan and just say, okay, we're just going to air it out and see what happens and see if it works. I mean, Ridley and Pitts are not bad. So I think they'll still have a decent offense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sad day for, um, Matt Ryan fantasy owners yeah. who are really banking on a big year. Yeah. I actually have AJ Brown and Calvin Ridley on the same team in our keeper league. So um, not quite sure how that's going to pan out, which uh, sometimes a big receiver um, like Julio Jones is actually really good to have alongside another receiver because mm-hmm. he takes away the double team. Um, but sometimes it's not as good because he takes away a ton of targets. So it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But like, like you said, Chris, it's, it's about them seeing a window of opportunity and then pouncing on yeah. it. Uh, I think, especially in the NFL in today's day and age, you have to do that. Yeah. Um, especially when you have teams like the Bucks, where they're repeat champions. Everyone's coming back. They all see um, this is our golden opportunity now with Brady. And basically, the rest of the NFL is just like, oh man, like we're especially like teams that are competitive now. It's like, geez, we have to match up against them and, and have to like try to put our best foot forward against them. Um, even it almost feels like it's the NBA when it's versus like the um, the Heat when it was um, LeBron, yeah. Wade, and Bosh. And that's my thing. Like you look at the teams that made the playoffs in the AFC last year, you could make the argument that most of these teams got better. Okay, so Tennessee is now better. Cleveland um, signs Jadavian Clowney, has a good draft, um, and you're getting Odell Beckham back to your offense after an injury. So you could argue that Cleveland is better. Buffalo lost no one. They add Emmanuel Sanders. They add some pass rushing in the draft. And so you could argue, okay, Buffalo is better. So you, all of these teams are kind of taking steps to keep up with the Kansas City and the Tampa Bays of the world. But, I mean, that's four teams right there. And we haven't talked about Baltimore at all, but those four teams right there that you could say, Wow, they all took a step to get better and all could legitimately challenge Kansas City this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a a fun one in the AFC. Um, NFC East, we'll see how competitive it gets here. It's going to be fun. uh, (laughs) We'll have our laughs. Nothing else. So I I don't mean to to, uh, throw dirt on any team, but... Foose, how do you feel about the fact that currently Philadelphia is ranked 31st in the league going in? Projected ranks going into this season. Oh, projected ranks. The 30. I think I think the, the, the specific file I saw was due to roster, like with roster predictions. Roster predictions. I think it was Pro Football Focus had you guys at 31st. Oh, yeah. Pro Football, I, 
I, I saw, so I didn't see that, but I saw their, which is one of those sites to where like you might take or leave some of the statistics that you I saw their offensive line rankings and the Eagles are like 16th, 17th, I think, which is just ludicrous. If, and they made that list assuming everyone's healthy, but I mean, you just look at that right side of the line. You have Kelsey, you have Brooks and you have Johnson. Those are three all pros right there. I mean, Kelsey's a little older. Brooks coming off an injury. Johnson's still in his prime. And Brooks should still be in his prime if he's healthy. Um, but it's like if, if they're healthy, that's the best right line, right side of the line in football. And then left guard, you have Say Malu's okay. And then you have um, very capable Mylotta out there. Anyways, all, all I'm saying is pro football focus. I have a slight argument with best right side of the offensive line in football. I mean, we, we have Zach Martin and Lyle Collins when healthy. I'm, when you have objectively guard 1A or 1B between him and uh, Quinn Nelson. I mean, Brandon Brooks was the best guard in football before he tore his Achilles. Lane Johnson was the best right tackle in football. Um, last year wasn't as good without Brooks there because they make a really good one-two tandem. And Kelsey is he's took, Kelsey did take a step back last year because he's just getting older. He's, what, like 33, something like that. 32 as a center um, and he moves. And so it's, he's just getting a little bit older in that, but it, we can have that argument. We're going to disagree, but they're yeah. really good. Well, and it's, they're not the 16th or 17th. We have, we have plenty best. of times to get in the weeds of NFC East battles for now. Yeah. It's the season of sell and hope. It's the season of, Oh, the surgery we got best <laughs> I've ever felt and tired of me in my career. I'm the best shape of my life. Let's go. So I think the big storylines that we'll see through these training caps that will be coming up here in the next month or so will be who's going to be starting. we got a lot of young quarterbacks coming through the league. And one of the things we saw today was Chicago uh, say they're going with Andy Dalton, number one, no competition whatsoever. <laughs> Suck it, Justin Fields. You could sit and watch the Red yeah. Rifle. Teach you how to live. That's just, just so mind-boggling. Like to have a head coach of and Matt Nagy say something like that, where it's like, I mean, Nick Sirianni even said it's like, oh, like we don't have any starters named yet. Like it's all open competition. We all know Jalen Hurts is the guy, but it's like you want to have that competition going into training camp, especially for young guys and a guy that just arrived in Andy Dalton. Like, you don't want to just hand it over and have it these positions already assumed. You want to see that competition. You want to see them get better. You want to see that iron sharpen iron. Um, but now it's just like, yeah, we got Andy Dalton. I can't I imagine all these excited football fans over in Chicago just like, yes, we got Andy Dalton locked in as their number one quarterback. Like, is that going to sell tickets? Is that going to help the team? It's so just here's, like. Here's my thing, Foose. Okay. <laughs> Chicago trades up, and they gave up quite a bit to move up. And um, I think the haul was worth it because I do think Fields is going to be really, really good. But you give up a lot to get your franchise guy. So to me, like, let's compare and contrast the situation in New England with the situation in Chicago. Okay, so Chicago, Nagy's kind of on the hot seat. To me, they, they've got to they've got to do something this year. Um, Belichick will never be on the hot seat. Okay. Like that's just never going to happen. Um, Cam Newton was the MVP of the NFL one year. Andy Dalton's had a good career. I don't know at any point that he was a top five quarterback. 
really ever. Um, and so it's, I, I don't know what you're holding on to if you're Chicago. You know, the future's kind of now. You really need to win now, especially if you're their GM or you're Matt Nagy. And they've got a decent team. They're just a good quarterback away um, from really making some noise, in my opinion. So here's how it seems to be. Andy Dalton, it will be Justin yeah. Fields' trading wheels. Hey, I'm here to help drive and get the, whether he thinks that or not. Andy definitely is going to go in there thinking, I'm the guy. It's my rookie's got to come for it. And I think Chicago would, in the back of their mind, somehow love for it to be an Alex Smith, yeah. Patrick Mahomes situation to where, you know, Andy plays well enough to like, hey, watch me be a pro for a year. Now, and Dalton was the line. He was the barometer for, do you have a starting quarterback? Is he better than Andy Dalton? Yes, you do. Is he worse than Andy Dalton? No, you don't. And he was right there in the middle. So uh, if you get above average Andy Dalton play, I mean, there was years with Cincinnati, he was throwing up stats. He was doing, I think, measurably decent (laughs) with Dallas as a backup, considering we lost three of our starting offensive line. So... Does he just give the Rook enough breathing room to catch up? It's There's no argument that Fields' upside is way higher, higher. That's the future. But I also don't think anybody would argue that day one, a veteran like Andy Dalton probably gives you a better position to win a game the first game of the season. Well, now, when do you – the question I would say is when does that – Handoff go. Well, I want to get back to Chris's point though, because he's right where it's Matt Nagy yeah. and I forget their GM. Yeah. They're on the hot seat. Like they need to win now. And, like they need to show that the future is now. Like if when you made the comparison of Smith and Mahomes, it's a good one, but Andy Reid just got in there. Yeah. And he was given a lot more leeway than Nagy has right now. Um, and so, you know, if you have to, and that's the thing. Like you just talked about, who's going to win you the games? Because you need to get to the playoffs, and presumably, if they get to the playoffs, I'm assuming it'd be Justin Fields in at quarterback. Like I can't imagine Andy Dalton leading the Bears to yeah, the, the playoffs. Um, yeah. So the, it has to be a transition, but you really need to get Fields in there as quickly I, as I, possible. Yeah, you know, I, third I look game at of the season, and this yeah. made me laugh a little bit. That Jacksonville today said. Oh, where it's a it's a competition for starting quarterback, and you're looking at it, you're like, okay, no, it's not. Like I know why you're saying it, and I like that you're sending that message to Minshew um, and to Trevor Lawrence. But let's be real, like it, it's not. I, I think it bothers me a little bit that like Chicago is not even saying that. You know, they're saying no, Andy Dalton is our guy day one. Um, I think if they went. Well, Chris, you yeah, you forgot that Tim Tebow can also be. In that hey, you know, I, I've there. sold him short. Apparently, everybody else has too. So that's that's on me, <laughs> Foose. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, you know, I I think I would understand it a little bit more if, let's say, you got through training camp in the preseason, and you said, okay, Justin Fields is just not ready yet. You know, he needs to sit for a year, half a year, a few games, all of that. Um, but they've not backed it down from no Andy Dalton's QB one until further notice. And Foos, I'm sorry that I left out Tim Tebow. Um, if it's an open competition, I guess he's got a shot. 
uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I was just looking at Jaguars depth chart, and it's reminded me that Trevor Lawrence does have an injury, so maybe I, I, I he's going to be playing week one, but maybe they just want competition right now without him there. Um, but it's well, you also want to have your backup quarterback be competitive during training camp because somebody's going to have to be throwing oh, yeah. balls. So that's why you bring in like two or two yeah. or three extra backup quarterbacks as well. So, hey, we've got competition all the way down. We might carry three quarterbacks. So, I mean, that's that's an issue even Dallas was having during their OTAs and mini camps. They don't have decent backup quarterbacks. So they couldn't even evaluate yeah. like their, their young rookies or undrafted free agents that well because there's just balls flying all over the field. Uncatchable. I love that about the preseason when you have like some excited, like a rookie wide receiver that everyone's excited about and they finally throw him out there and it's like the third quarter and you got like <laughs> your fourth string quarterback who can't throw 15 yards, <laughs> like trying to throw balls. Offensive linemen that aren't even going to be in the league. <laughs> Just get in there and let it fly. Oh, yeah. I love it. So, <laughs> uh, I'm, well, I'm not a big fan of having 17 regular season games. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to wear down on players. Uh, I'm I'm not heartbroken that it's only three preseason games. There's still four. Yeah, there's three. John, this is 2021. Because of the Hall Dallas of Fame game. Still has four. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, the because Hall we got looking the Hall of Fame game, which. Uh, the statistics on that, I don't think anybody who's played in the Hall of Fame game has ever made a Super Bowl. It's an actual statistic. People think, oh, it's the extra week of practice. No, it's an extra week for everybody to get hurt. I, it's. Can we move on? Do we, why do we need the game? Do we need this Everyone game Everyone turns into it to watch it. Like, across the country. Sure. They turn in, they watch this amazing preseason game. Played on a high school football nostalgia field. Nostalgia, like football it's field. Nostalgia. It's... <laughs> yeah. Well, they should have them put like the leather my, helmets on, and like it's it's the craziest thing because you see it on TV. You're like, oh, it's the production quality still there. It's TV, but no, I've been to Ohio. I've driven by the stadium went a couple of summers ago for my work, uh, and I'm like, that's there's stadiums in Texas that are for high schools that are bigger than on like a homecoming parade right before. Oh. You know, I think that would like tie it all together. I feel like every year I turn that game on and I'm like, yeah, football's back. And then after 10 minutes, I'm like, no, it's not. And usually I end up turning it off. <laughs> all right. And now I'm on my phone. Um, <laughs> so preseason. Do you want to see any of your star players at all? If you're a fan of a team. Do you want to see? I think a couple series here and there. Um, You know, so thinking, you know, we'll talk about a team in our division. So think about the Giants. Uh, I think you want to see um, that Saquon's healthy, right? And so you want to see him out there a little bit. But if it's like the third or fourth quarter, you don't want to see him out there, (laughs) you know? I just have this image of Saquon Barkley just re injuring his knee. In the middle of preseason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm thinking of guys. It, coming off injury, I'm not sure I'd do it. But, like, if I'm the Eagles, Devontae Smith, I don't know if you need to. But, like, a guy like him where it's a rookie 
and he's going to have an integral part in the season, and you want him to kind of get some of those NFL jitters out of the way. Um, but why I said I'm not yeah. sure about Devontae Smith. He played at Alabama. Like, the stage was already huge for him. Um, it's probably a step down now in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I think anybody else. I think Mac Jones is. <laughs> Jalen Waddle could be, you know? Um but, I mean, that's the thing. If you play in SEC, I mean, Prescott talked about it when they're like, "Can you? How can you handle the stage? You're gonna be able to handle the stage of NFL games." He's like, "I played in the SEC." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's there. Like you play, there no games are as loud as road games yeah. at the SEC. I'm, I'm trying to think of. I feel like star quarterbacks now, like Dak. I want I want to see you roll out and move a little bit, but get get, get one series. Yeah. Get your star quarterbacks out there for your teams. Do one series of all the starters on offense, script it out, have the play scripted, quick plat passes. Don't try to be a hero. Don't pull a Tony Romo in preseason and be like, no, I got to fight for this extra pass and then end your career. At, well, uh, I'm trying to game. think when a preseason actually determined who was going to be a starter of like a, in a big, in a big way. And I, I think it was Tony Romo. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought he had a really good preseason the one year and then, that helped determine that he would beat out True Blood. So I could be wrong in that. Hey, hey, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're back. And uh, Fus, you were just asking me about when Romo came in. So he yeah. started, uh, he did not start the season as a starter, but he did have a mm-hmm. decent preseason. He had been with the team for a couple of years. You can go, of course I have, come and watch back the behind the behind the scenes of those seasons. And basically Bledsoe was just crapping it up on the field. And, and poor, poor Drew Bledsoe. And like he got Parcells pulled him out halfway through the game. It was just like, all right, Romo, you're in. And then we Robo played. I don't think we won the game, but he had a feisty enough comeback that I remember at the time being a Dallas fan being like, oh, oh, that's interesting. Like just like, oh, there's a little bit of spark there. Yeah. And he. Didn't let it go until uh, until he broke his back slash collarbone. Yeah. So I'll I'll tell you guys, thinking about one person that I feel like we need to see in the preseason, uh, Foose, your ex-quarterback, Carson Wentz. Um, Man, I just feel like he needs some confidence, um, needs to really get in a rhythm with a new team and all of that. And... I think the preseason could be a really good opportunity for him to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the Colts kind of need to see, okay, what do we have here? And can he be our quarterback from the future? Can he bounce back? It's a, I actually feel like preseason would be really important for a guy like that. Yeah. Um, I, I could really see that too, where it's just, you want him to come out and just get comfortable. You on, I honestly wouldn't care too much of his stats or how well the team, I guess if the team went down the field and scored touchdowns with him or whatever, but you just want him to get out and start feeling comfortable again yeah. because, um, you know, whatever happened in Philly and there's a lot, I'm sure, but um, he looked very uncomfortable mm. um, as a quarterback. And that's, you're, you're never going to do good when you're that uncomfortable. Um so I think that is key for a guy like Wentz to, to come in and do that. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other spot. Other than that, I mean, if you get the Niners, that's the one I'm interested to see. That QB competition there. Yeah. Jimmy G. Jimmy Trey G. Lance. By the way, best he's looking his entire career. It's, that's what the reports coming out of, okay. coming out of San Fran. They must be true. Yeah. <laughs> Waste of picks trading up to get Trey Lance. Imagine if, uh, they say they're pretty even. I my, one of my favorite things is seeing the the uh, Twitter feed of various reporters that'll be for different teams and be like, oh, these these are even. And there's one where it's Mac Jones and Cam Newton, and they're they're throwing fades in the end zone, and Cam is just overthrowing everything. And Mac has just put it right on the money. I'm like, no, somebody's going to be right about Mac Jones, and I'm going to be so upset about it. Uh. It's, but hey, incompetence of your competition does not mean you're great. And it too, like, put him in a game and see what happens. Like, yeah. any, you know, I could stand there and throw a half decent twenty yard ball. Um, well, I used to be able to, but, um, you know, it's just like you put him in a game and everything else breaks down. Like that's Cam's strong point. Well, it used to be. Um, and that, that could be Jimmy G's strong point, too, with just that veteran experience over a guy like Trey Lance, who, you know, Wentz did okay, but coming from North Dakota State to the NFL is a, is a big jump, um, not like Alabama. And so, you know, I, I, I feel like Jimmy G has a, a good hold to the beginning of the season. Um it really like it, it's all in his court how long he plays or not because the 49ers are not they're not in a rush to start Lance they just want to win games yeah they want to win a Super Bowl they don't think he's the guy and so if he can go out there and prove I mean he brought them to a Super Bowl before um, but yeah it's it's competitions like that like the one up in New England you have uh, <coughs> Newton and you have Mac Jones one other one that just came to mind was Carolina you got Sam Darnold. Um, you know, he's, uh, where did I see it? Uh, Robbie Anderson, who was a teammate of, um, Darnold with the Jets said that Dalton has, or not Dalton, Darnold has this aura around him now in Carolina, um, which I don't know what that means exactly, but. Uh, I, I just think small market, smaller market pressures off. You've got competent coaching. You've got some offensive weapons. I mean, the pre- the pressure's off. I feel like he could have a really strong year this year. Um, I also think it's hilarious that he plays the Jets week one. I think that's great. I mean, sometimes it matters like what type of like rocks and minerals and quartz and stones are vibing out with that with that aura to make the <laughs> you know the vibes immaculate. I did see that Minnesota reportedly attempted to trade up with Carolina to get Justin Fields yeah. and didn't give enough money. We didn't talk about this earlier. And yet they, they hold and their division rivals shoots right off the board and gets it. That I'm so excited to see how these storylines play out. Like it is m- more than just the results, like the, the what if scenario that was this domino that tumbles here, how that impacts Super Bowl winning, which is how I'm going to smoothly segue to our next segment. You got to have a QB to win a Super Bowl. That was so, smooth. That was very smooth, John. So, 
I want us to give our top 10. We don't have to go full 10. Top 10-ish, at least top five picks for our team for teams to win the Super Bowl and give your support why. So I think for the most part, you can tie this to quarterback play. This wants to go right now. Ten NFL teams. Five. So here's yeah. we'll go five. Yeah. We'll we'll, pawn, we'll we'll go down to five. But really? I think you have to look at the quarterback. So the obvious one we've already talked about. Brady repeat. Brady's not the same Brady that he's always been, but so far he's enough Brady to get the job done. Because it's sort of the Aaron Rodgers quote: "Hey, forty-two-year-old Brady." It's probably still better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. Maybe not the strength of the arm, but just the awareness uh, of how to play out. Rodgers, man, it, you never want to rule him out. I mean, were they back-to-back NFC Championship games? Is he going to show up? Um, he's got to be in that range for the NFC. Um, Patty Mahomes, yeah. I mean, you follow the quarterback trail. And that's going to take you where you need to go. Josh Allen up there. When you start listing all these teams, it's always the quarterbacks that are driving it. Yeah. I mean, I I have, I'll do five. I got the bucks. You got the chiefs. Just that everything stays healthy. Those are, I believe the top two. You got the bills. Um, Next I'd actually, I'd probably, I'm going to put the Rams. Okay. Um, I think Matt Stafford is a much more competent quarterback than Jared Goff. Um, Cam Akers, I think, is going to have a really good year. They have really good offensive weapons. Um, at the receiver, Tyler Higby's pretty good. Defensive end, I mean, you got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Um, like, they're gearing up. I, and I think that this could be – they already went to the Super Bowl a few years back. Um, and then – you know, you got Browns. I'd probably put the Browns yeah. next. Um, not too far after that. It's so that's. See, I'd say that's my top five. It's tough. I think. You know, Tampa. I think is probably all of our teams coming out of the NFC. I, there's not another team in the NFC right now that I I love as a competitor to Tampa. Um, where the AFC, like we were discussing earlier. You look at four or five teams and say, man, they all took steps to get better um, and really challenge Kansas City. So, um, Fush, you put in Cleveland. Um, I mean, I'll go back to our earlier conversation and and put in Tennessee. Um, Now, with Cleveland, I I don't view Baker Mayfield as an elite quarterback. Um, I think he's a really good quarterback, and um, I think he has a pretty sweet situation um, having Jarvis Landry. Odell Beckham, um, having two running backs in Chubb and Hunt, and having a defense that got better. Um, so they, you know, I, I feel like un- under the right circumstances, they could definitely come out. And Ryan Tannehill's the same way, you know, that he's found a spot where he can flourish. They have great weapons now. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think you have your teams that, ought, that do have elite quarterbacks. So, and, and John's right, too. Green Bay, back-to-back NFC Championship games. So it's really not outside the realm of possibility that they could do it again. Um, 
yeah. I, I'll I'll change my top five and have my fifth team be whatever team Aaron Rodgers is on. Yeah, yeah. and that includes Jeopardy if he's the host. Um, but no, seriously, like if he's uh, it is in Green what Bay, is Jeopardy? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but but even like if he goes to the Broncos, I mean, suddenly they go from uh, a bottom ten team to a top ten or top five team. Um, he's, I mean, he's one of those. Yeah, I mean, they I'm sorry, were John. Go ahead. They were. T- I was just going to point. Well, at least I mean, man, he might want to go there because at least they've been taking first round wide receivers yeah. in the draft. Yeah. So I mean, I think very rarely do you have those generational guys, and in the NFL, it's really hard to do. Um, unlike the NBA, but you have the generational guys that you're like, okay, you put that guy on a team, and they're instantly in the conversation to possibly make the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of teams you can put Rodgers on. Um, like Denver, and you could just say, okay, they're they're instantly now in the conversation. Not saying they'll win, but they're at least in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> you put Aaron Rodgers on the Packers, and they're right there at the doorstep. Yeah. You take him away, and I don't think they're that good of a team. So it's like, um, I'll, I'll give you this team, and I don't, I know they're not rumored at all, but. So thinking about New Orleans is rolling out week one with Jameis Winston as their starter. So if you took Jameis Winston off of that team and you put Aaron Rodgers on that team, you're kind of like, okay, Um, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, this this team might make some noise and might make a deep playoff run. Now you're like, that team might make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting with Jameis Winston. I see. I see John shaking his head. Yeah. No. There's. I'm so, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. No. The that. Well. I'll I'll take I'll run that back. Yeah. I'll pause that a little bit because Drew yeah. was out. You're right. A lot of games, and they found ways to win. Sean Payton found that team. Yeah. Ways to win games. So. I'll go further back than you, John. Look at the Bucks with James. Yeah. Winston. There you go. Look what yeah. happened when they added Tom Brady. Now look at the Saints, minus Drew Brees. Um, I mean, Drew Brees didn't play great, but and then two, the Saints, the Saints are in the decline. Like they have they some big yeah. cap problems, and they're. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see um, how their team pans out the next few years. But uh, they had they. I mean, they went for it. And like you should, like you should, like they, they had a window. I'm not mad. The Eagles went for they, it. They had years. a window. Yep. And like, you could argue that they were a pass interference call away from going to the Super Bowl one, one year. Right. Um, yeah. They had a window and they went for it. One missed tackle. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, and, and, and which is what you would want yeah. for your, from your team. If you've got the, you're a Hall of Fame quarterback who's won your franchise, their Super Bowl, and you're not doing anything to maximize the end of his window. Yeah, I would be upset as a fan. So I don't. Part of it is you whiff. All right. Well, can you can you stave mm-hmm. off the rebuild? Can you just retool? And sometimes you can get these reclamation projects and get something out of them. I mean, James Winston has, I think, the third highest 
yardage output in the season currently. I think he's number three. Um, his in last, the season. Yeah. yeah. However, I mean, we we, we yeah. know that's Talk not always last... winning football, though. Yeah. Talk about gunslinger. <laughs> going back to that conversation earlier about gunslinger. What did he have? Thirty. He teams, led the league. I believe he led yeah. the league um. in passing <laughs> yards, touchdowns, and interceptions his last year in Tampa. Ball was going somewhere. No, okay, maybe. it was coming out. <laughs> it's like poetry. <laughs> it, it's just like Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick, but with an arm. Um, well, with a cannon, I'll say that. And Winston has a cannon. Yeah. Oh, one team. Um, actually, two. Te- uh, the yeah. NFC West, I think, is a very intriguing. I agree. Division this year, you got the Rams, Stafford coming in, um, Seahawks. Uh, I mean. They're they're not in my top five, but they're my top ten. And if Russ is hot, uh, and the rest of their team's playing decent ball late season, like they're going to be hard to beat. Um, especially and, and if they if they have a home field game, um, I doubt they'd get home field advantage because now it's only one team that does that. Yeah, or it's always been one team, but um, and but the Cardinals. Um, I mean, we talked about if Julio Jones is in his prime. I doubt AJ Green's going to AJ Green's going to be in his prime, but I mean, yeah. they're loaded down there in Arizona. Um, offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, they're getting better. Um, they're bringing in some young guys. Um, Saving Collins, I believe, is there. Um, and yeah, like Kyler Murray. Yeah. This is his third year, I believe, and he got he was really good last year, so. Um, the NFC West should be fun. There's going to be a team in that division that there's going to be a talented team yeah. that's not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Just by, just cause they're going to play each other. It's not that they're like, the, Oh yeah. 49 the I forgot about the 49ers. How did I forget that? And it's not even that they're going to <clears throat> be a worse team than another. They'll, they will be a better team than another team that makes the playoffs. Probably <laughs> an NFC East division winner. Um, yeah. If we're being real. Or yeah. or the whatever the other wild card is, because it's just going to be such a war of attrition in that division that whoever that – you're not going to have that third yeah. team is not going to get in. You're probably going to get two max. Not that they don't have the talent to put in potentially three teams in their playoffs, but just because you're going to play all it's, the other teams it's interesting. that are also like, good teams. I think San Francisco is one of those teams that you really wonder, okay, what are they? Right. So two seasons ago, they're in the Super Bowl. Last year, injuries, COVID, they're booted from their stadium. And so it, it's just a weird year. You go into the offseason um, with the thought that Jimmy G is probably getting traded. He doesn't get traded, they trade up for a quarterback. And so I, I look at that team and it's like, okay, there's a possibility that that team finds a way to get into the playoffs. There's also the possibility that those guys get hurt again. Jimmy G is not what he was and they have a really bad year. Um, so I feel like that team has the talent, but that that team, it's like, man, they could really be on either end of the spectrum this year. Yeah, because I mean they, their offense, like whoever their quarterback is, Jimmy G or Trey Lance, they got yeah. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Um, you drafted Trey Sermon early. You still have um, Raheem Mostert. 
Um, you have a decent O-line. Your defense is good. It's like yeah. they just got plagued by injuries last year. And that's what I think the NFC East comes down – or NFC West, not the NFC East. The NFC West comes down to is injuries. Like which mm. of those teams is going to stay healthy and be hot at the right time? Because, um, yeah, three if not four of those teams, if they're yeah. all healthy, could easily make the playoffs. Like, um, man, I, <laughs> yeah, you could easily have like a 10-6 and six. Um, Cardinals or Seahawks team yeah. miss both of those miss the playoffs, um, but who knows? It's like polar opposite <laughs> for us in the NFC East. So here's uh, let's do a let's do a quick run around the uh, divisions. Let's just pick our division winners. Maybe we can we can figure out a little bit narrow down some of this. We'll start with the prime meridian here, NFC East for us. We're going to be totally okay. unbiased, unbiased here. Yeah, okay. Um, would I say I would not be surprised <laughs> by any team? This is a cop-out answer. <laughs> it really is. We're all just um, so I, good, and uh, we're, we're just winners. Uh, so we got a lot of heart. It's, it's a lot of conditionals for me. I do think Dallas, if healthy, if their O-line stays healthy and their quarterback stays healthy – if you have a healthy team, I know that's that's an easy answer for every team, but specifically because of the talent they have there with the receiving core they have, I think their offense has the potential to be way up there. The counter is Washington, their defense. So if they have a which version of Ryan Fitzpatrick are you going to get? But I'm also not sleeping on New York. I think they're going to have a bounce back year. But my pick, it's not a homer pick. Even the though Eagles. it is my team, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, me. you didn't mention the Eagles. So I was like, oh, you're going to come back. <laughs> they're, they're really the only team I don't see having a chance. Um, I'm just. Whoa, 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 whoa. Washington. No, you won't. You, you will not. You my will goodness. not say that. No, I'm not. Yeah. You got a, a five second spot to edit out there, John. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. 20 minutes for you, too. Okay. I'm making a mental. And that, let me take a photo of the time real quick. And then we're going to cut back in three, two, one. Yeah. So if I have to pick one team, it's got to be Washington. Um, why are you guys laughing? Like they're a good. Yeah. Team. By the way, I I don't think you're wrong here either because that defense is beastly. I just don't have enough faith in Ryan Fitzpatrick to play that well for an entire season. I, That's the only. I thing. mean, they still. I think they'll find a way. Like it's the NFC East, Dallas. Every year, it's like we have so much talent, but it never comes together. The Giants. Yeah. They're just doing their own thing. Philly is not like it's an active rebuild year. Um. And like the odds that Philly puts it all together with these small, <laughs> with these young guys, um, the odds are very low. And so Washington um, is just, they won the division last year. They have an amazing defense. Their offense got a lot better. Um, and now they add a capable quarterback. We'll just see how well he does throughout a whole season. Um, so Washington's my pick for okay. the East. Um, NFC East. 
Yeah. And we'll probably have okay. to go a bit quicker so, this if we want to do that. I think yeah, yeah, we yeah, universally agree it's not going to be the Eagles. Sorry, Foos. It's a rebuild. It's okay. It's a rebuild. Um, I, yeah. You just had a Super Bowl. I am not. <laughs> I am hey, not sold on the Giants. Um, I do think this is a big year for Daniel Jones. I think they're going to figure out this year whether he's their franchise guy or not. Um, they spent a lot of money in free agency, and I don't know that they spent all of it well. Um, a lot of money for a Dory Jackson. A Dory Jackson, yeah, man. That's yeah, and I mean, you you spend a lot of money on Kenny Galladay, who if healthy. Um, yeah, he's definitely your number one receiver, but I believe he played in five games last year. And so that's, you're really hoping he can bounce back, um, from that injury. Uh, so I think what we've all said, it really is a two team race. Um, I think it really will be Washington or Dallas. Okay. So the picks across the board for NFC East. Chris and myself, John, both picking Dallas, but we both acknowledge, hey, Washington looks beefy on defense. Yeah, both Foose totally picking, unbiased. Picking Washington. <laughs> um, I could just as easily see Washington winning. I just, uh, when it's a tiebreaker, I give it to the quarterbacks. That's just a rule I go with. So let's move along to, move along to what should be an easy sweep, unanimous NFC South. I don't know how you don't pick Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's Tampa. I, I mean, I like the Panthers. I think they're an emerging team. Uh, Falcons are more of a rebuild than um, I guess they let on to now that they're, Jones is gone. Um, New Orleans, they're going in a steep decline, I think. Even yeah. though they have some talent, they have big cap issues. Um, and so they're trending negative. So, Buccaneers, Super Bowl champs, return, yeah. entire returning roster. It's just keeping Brady healthy. So Tampa Bay sweeps NFC South. Foose, I'll let you lead off for the, the division you were just talking about, NFC West. Yeah, that's... I have the Rams as the top, my top team. Um, uh, I really think they have a good young, um, young talent there at Receiver, running back, um, Matt Stafford is um, a very capable quarterback. I think uh, very underrated because he's been with the Lions um, for so long. Um, but, I mean, Seattle, they have Russ. They can beat anyone at any time. Um, the 49ers, we just don't know what team is going to show up, but they have the capability to be um, – top 10, top five potential NFL team. And the Cardinals are in the, uh, they're trending upward. They got Kyler Murray, one of the best young players in the NFL, um, just surrounding him with talent. And so uh, I got the Rams though. I think they'll prevail in that division. What about you, Chris? This is a tough call, honestly. I think for the reasons we were just saying earlier, um, I'll, I'll rule out San Francisco. I think there's just way too much unknown um, for that team for me to pick them as a division winner. I, I really do think it's going to come down to Seattle and the Rams. Uh, Foose, like you, I, I loved the Stafford trade for them. Um, and I, I, I do think it's funny that the Rams have just decided that first-round picks don't matter, um, so they're just going to use them in trades continually. Um, and so they... They just always believe they're a player away. And so I love the confidence kind of with that. 
Man, I have a hard time counting Russell Wilson out. Um, even even with I know some of the drama that happened earlier in the offseason and all of that. Um, man, I, I think I'm gonna go Seattle. I, I think I'm gonna go Seattle just edging out the Rams. So I go by my rule as always when I think it's close, Ty goes to the QB. Mm. But here's the thing. I, I don't think it's as close. I think Fubus, you have the point of the team itself. The Rams are just more loaded across the board. Russell, Russ, let Russ cook. If Pete Carroll lets him cook and they go all out, sure. But have they really improved his offensive line situation as well? I just don't think the team's there. I think he wins the quarterback battle, but I'm going to go with the Rams. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it could be a Bucks rams nfc championship game, uh, assuming no major injuries yeah. for either team. So now we go. What I think is probably one of the mo- going to be one of the most competitive or close divisions, at least the most interesting storylines because of the quarterbacks in this division, NFC North. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think we can all rule out the Lions. Yes. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> as one should. Sorry, Detroit fans out there, but you know what life you chose. <laughs> I mean, I, if you're a Detroit fan, I think you're excited at this point because this seems like a, a rebuild with enthusiasm where you're just yeah. like, wow, they're kind of identifying big issues that we've had. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have Justin Fields in Chicago. Um, the Vikings have been... One of the top 15, like in the top half of the league the last few years, um, but between injuries and just other things, haven't been able to put it together. The Packers, who knows what happens with Rodgers. I mean, if Rodgers is back, the Packers win. Uh, I think that's I think that's an easy call. But um, I'm going to say Vikings because I don't think Rodgers is going to be back. So... So here, here is the interesting thing. Um, you know, Foose just made the point. If if Rodgers is back, this is Green Bay's division. I, I think we can all agree on that. Um, the Lions are just not. You know, they're they're not going to be there. Minnesota is interesting. Um, you wonder, are are they ready to move on from Kirk Cousins pretty soon? Um, you know, the contract, I think he has another year after this one, if I remember correctly. And so do they try to move on from him after this year if the year doesn't go so great? Um, they were 7-9 and nine last year, just looking um, at their record real quick. And I, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, I don't see them making a run. And so to me, you look at Chicago and you look at Green Bay. And there's a lot of unknown um, Green Bay is obviously is Aaron Rodgers going to be back Chicago you know how we started this episode when do you pull the trigger and bring in Justin Fields and all that um, I will say this if Rodgers does end up getting moved and Chicago doesn't win this division um, then there's no way Nagy keeps his job like there's just no way 
Um, Because you're talking about Minnesota coming off a down year, the Lions, who are going to be really bad, and Green Bay, who will, you know, lose their franchise quarterback. It shouldn't. So it's it's going to be an interesting division. Um, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Chicago. Stealing my okay. thunder, <laughs> sir. Which is I, this Your is where just being, just, being a, like. just being a fan of the NFL yeah. in general. It's more so I want to see Chicago. Yeah, me too. Well, and. And I said this before, before the draft when we were talking about it. If they could just get competent quarterback play, they'd be a threat because of how beefy that defense is. So it was a Washington situation, but just from a diff- different division. So I think they're going to have competent quarterback play. And by the way, just because I think they might win the division doesn't mean I think they'll go far in the playoffs. I think you might ever have a situation where even if Rodgers is a quarterback in Green Bay, where he gets another little midseason injury nagging out for a couple of weeks, not uncommon to happen, makes the wild card and still goes further than Chicago. But I mean, it's very similar to what we saw with them a couple of years back. Here's the thing. If I'm a Chicago fan, I'm almost hoping that they don't go to the playoffs and Nagy gets fired because I want someone else (laughs) coaching this team. Um, if he hasn't done it in the past, I don't think he's going to be able to do it coming up in what, the future. And I'd want someone else coaching. Because what situation. would be interesting is if Chicago makes it in as like a nine and seven team. And so let's say Green Bay yeah. trades Rogers. And so the division's terrible. Chicago goes in as a nine and seven team. Nag, Maybe Nagy and, six, and the yeah. GM get extended. And so you're kind of in extended mediocrity then for the next few years yeah. because they say, oh, they made the playoffs. They improved, you know. Um, so that that would yeah. be an interesting storyline to watch this year. The amount of seasons that Jason Garrett's job was saved <laughs> by us squeaking into the playoffs. <clears throat> Even the one year where Romo got hurt at the end, they were like, ah, <laughs> uh, well, if Romo didn't get hurt, you might have made it. Ah, it's fine. Um, just the, just the endless treadmill of mediocrity. So, but listen, I like what they're doing in New York, which is staying right there in that middle. (laughs) Stay right there, New York. We don't need to see you come back. We don't need to see you get a healthy defensive line, which it seems to be what they're trying to build back for. But I think that puts a nice bow on our NNFC division picks early edition it's june 16th 2021 so we may revisit this picks after new news comes out over the coming weeks so next time we meet we will go over afc and we'll go around the horn and pick out some division winners based on a way too early predictions but for michael foose chris cortez i'm john damon you guys have been listening to friends and foes i'll be going